BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru. And you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Welcome to RealPod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Yay! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We're back to the normal real pod grind. I feel like it's been a while. I know it really hasn't because I've been releasing episodes. Well, I took one week off the week after I got home from my bachelorette. I knew I just like wouldn't want to have many responsibilities. So thank you all for letting me have that week. But it's been a while since just a classic real pod interview. And wow, I mean, this episode, ooh, it's the perfect one back. I am so, so very excited about today's guest. She is most popularly known for being a contestant on The Bachelor twice. She was America's sweetheart, religious, a virgin. We thought we knew her, and we did because she is kind hearted. She's loving, she's driven. She now hosts the Scrubbing In podcast with Tanya Rad. She's such a wholesome follow on social media, always with inspiring and thought-provoking words. But recently, Becca Tilly welcomed us all into something very special, which is her new relationship with singer Haley Kyoko. And oh my gosh, I just was losing it when I saw their photos, the videos. They had been dating for four years, keeping it private. Becca finally is sharing with the world that she's in love. And I think that is incredible. And the timing of this conversation was so great because we get to hear about that relationship. We also get to hear about the other ways Becca is soul searching, evolving, what she's learning. I love connecting with other people and just like getting real, obviously, and learning what each and every one of us is really thinking about going through and working through. 
So that's what today's episode is all about. And also shout out to Becca and her co-host, Tanya Rad. Tanya's episode's coming out soon because I was also on their podcast, Scrubbing In. So if you want the trifecta, you'll listen to Becca today. You'll head to me on Scrubbing In and then you will tune in for Tanya's episode. But before we get started with Becca, I want to give a quick shout out to Lore B. Lore B says, RealPod has actually changed my life. It motivated me to start going to therapy again. It's helping me shift my mindset about my body image. And every topic is so relatable and interesting. It's the only podcast I continuously listen to and look forward to listening to every single week. Vic is good for the soul. Oh, Lord B. I'm sorry. Like this is, why is this making me tear up like on a Tuesday morning? Thank you so much for this kind review. Seriously. I mean, that's all that I want is for you to tune in, listen to the show and feel like you are being helped and served in some way, whether it is just a laugh, it's something interesting, something you learn or actually seeing tangible shifts in the way that you act and show up in your life. So, wow, this means the world to me. Thank you so much. And thank you to each and every one of you who tune in every single week. I know there's lots of podcasts out there. There's also just lots of things you could be doing with your time, but you chose to tune in. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to let me know how you're feeling, head over to iTunes where you can leave a review. If not, you can give a quick rating on Spotify or iTunes or anywhere you listen. All of that really helps out the show. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode with the beautiful, the radiant, the kind, Becca Tilly. Becca, welcome to Real Pod. Thank you. I'm honestly so excited to be here. And I appreciate you, you know, separating me and Tanya, giving us both our individual platform. <laughs> Do people usually group you guys together for everything? Yeah, but I'm just kidding. I mean, I love normally actually a lot of times because I mean, I think doing podcasts with more than one person when there's like a lot of talkers right. can get to be a lot. So I think it's just easier, more like having one person instead of two. I agree. I like it better. And you get, I want each of your stories. Yeah. I already had Tanya on. She was amazing. Now it's our time. So how are you? How is your spirit today? I'm great. I have my spirits. Great. I, I had um, an appointment this morning with Jonathan Van Ness, who I'm obsessed with. And I he did my hair. That. Yeah, it looks amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I have just been such a big fan. So I just I had a great morning. My spirits just how, cloud does, nine. how does that even get arranged? So my girlfriend Haley knows him. And then I think he saw like our video of us coming out and they reached out and they're doing like a pop up here. So they had me come in and it was so fun. By the way, I am probably 100,000 views on that video. Like it was the cutest video I've ever seen. Thank you. Do you make all those reels on your page? You do all those cute videos, right? I do. I love I've always loved editing videos to music. But like, so TikTok and re, like the trends, I have a hard time with because I like to just put cute clips to music. <laughs> right. <laughs> like my own little music videos. It was so cute. I literally loved it. It went so mega viral. It had a moment. Yeah. What were your, like, what were you feeling with everyone watching it and commenting? I mean, it, was, it seemed like the best feedback. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I mean, we've been together for four, over four years now. And so that was the first time we kind of basically confirmed it. Mm -hmm. There's been speculation, but it's nerve wracking. I mean, I think in any case, putting a relationship that you've had and kept private for a long time and then putting it out there in such a big way is nerve wracking and intimidating. And you're like, what's the response going to be? But then it being with my background being from The Bachelor and then twice and then dating a female and announcing that was I didn't know what the response was going to be. And I had to be very sure that I had enough support in my personal life 
that even if there was backlash or negative response, that I still felt supported. So I was so unprepared for like <laughs> the massive response of support and love. Right. It was really cool. And I, when I found out that you both had been dating for four years, I was like, that's a <laughs> long time to then like not share it. So was it mainly like the judgment of others that kept you guys from posting it? Or was it protecting like a really great thing from just the media? Mm, I think a little bit of everything. I think navigating my first relationship with a woman was, you know, me processing a lot. That was the beginning part of it. Then it was kind of like, what will people say? My, a lot of my fan base is from the bachelor world, which in my mind is very conservative. And I don't know, I had an idea of who follows me. And mm -hmm. I think I was wrong in, a, in the best way. Like I, I didn't give people the benefit of the doubt. And, and then the next part was kind of like, it's so nice that it's ours. Like there's no opinions about it. There's no, it's just ours. And there was something so nice that even when I posted it, even it, even though it's gotten, people have been so supportive. There's still that, that initial feeling when I posted it, I was like, it's not just ours anymore. Right. And Haley was like, I mean, it is. It is ours, but yeah. let people support you. And I feel like we're similar in the sense that we're pretty open on social media. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to be these days. And I feel like when I'm going through something, like if I think about, you know, having a binge eating disorder or depression or anxiety, mm -hmm. I always want to feel like I have my footing mm -hmm. before I then expose that or I post about it because then I feel like I have my ducks in a row and I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm assured. You mentioned it was your first relationship with a woman. Yeah. So was any part of you like, I want to figure this all out without the noise of others? Like at what point into the relationship did you feel clarity? Because I'd imagine in the beginning there's like, what's going on? I'm falling in love with someone I didn't expect to fall in love with. I just, we fell in love so fast that like I didn't think about all the things that came with it. Like to be honest, I didn't start thinking about like, what's my label? Like what do I, you know, I didn't think about those little, to me, complicated things until we were talking about being public with our relationship because when we fell in love to me it was just this instant thing where I was like I didn't even have to think about it because when you fall hard for someone like that and there's no room to like make it complicated because it was so easy I love love okay so wait what does that mean what does that look like was it you guys had the same like I'm gonna say banter do you watch Love Island no but Tanya's so obsessed oh with my God, Island. I love Love Island they're like you have good banter you know just like the way you talk <laughs> so tell me about just like falling like madly in love super fast like the helpless romantic in me what was it well I had never been in love before like I had been in relationships but I was I was very closed off to like letting myself I always felt kind of proud about kind of being emotionally tough, I guess. Okay. Like independent. Like I don't need anyone. Yeah, really. exactly. Like I felt so confident in my independence. So to me, like falling in love kind of was like, I'm not weak like that, you know, like I'm not weak. And then when I met and everyone, and then I thought maybe I'm just someone who's like, I'm independent and it's not going to be like that. Like people describe it, you know, like the Tanya's of the world who are just hopeless romantics and talk about that feeling. And then when I met Haley, it it just happened so fast that I was like, oh, this is what everyone's been talking about. It's funny you say that because I was on the phone with my best friend today mm -hmm. and we're talking and, you know, she's like saying like, like, I really want to feel this thing, but like, I don't know. I just can't like take anything seriously. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of people these days like want to be in love, but you need like so many cards mm -hmm. to fall the right way to feel that way. I think a lot of times I was very much a person who had every single quality I was looking for written down. Mm -hmm. And if 
if I went on a date with a guy and he something was off on my list, I was like, nope. And then, you know, I dated someone who kind of checked off all the boxes and he's wonderful and one of my friends still. And but it was just never this, you know, and to be honest, looking back, I was so closed off that I never even gave myself the chance to feel that in that relationship. But when I met Haley, it was it happened so fast. And then she basically went on tour and we were long distance for the first year. Basically, we'd see each other every couple of weeks and talked every day from the night we met. And it was just kind of a fast. I love that. That was kind of like me and Max. Yeah. You know, when you just like start talking and then you just never want to stop hanging out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I blinked and we've been hanging out yeah. every day for four, five years, you know? <gasps> I don't know if you're like this. I've always been very much a person who can't spend too much time with one person. Like, I'm like, okay, I love my space. I love my alone time. I never get that way with Haley. I'm never like, you're bugging me. Leave me alone. Right. Wait, I love that you said that because Max will say to me, I love that you hate everyone except me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's the same vibe. Yeah, I don't Haley's really like hate so everyone. so proud but, that, yeah. that she hasn't gotten on my nerves. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I'm just like, okay, I don't really hate everyone. But similar to you, like, I can't just like go on a trip with any person. Like, oh, very yeah. few people I can like spend a lot of time with. So I completely relate. And I loved how you said, you know, this pressure to like label it. And mm-hmm. what does that mean I am? I feel like that's, probably a reason people maybe don't want to come out or be Mm -hmm. or what does this word even come out right it's like I've heard someone recently say I don't want to come out to anyone you would be lucky if I welcomed you in Ooh, yes that's really good I love that too and a lot of people have messaged me and they're they're like I'm thank you for being brave and and my response is like thank you so like I that that means so much to me but I hope that one day falling in love with someone doesn't and talking about it someone doesn't have to use bravery to do that, you know? But still, I mean, it is the case that like, it does take a little bit of like getting into a very uncomfortable place and, and facing potential rejection and negativity and backlash. And right now it is, it does take a little bit of bravery, but I do hope that one day it's just, Hey, this is who I'm dating and doesn't matter. It doesn't take any bravery to do that. A big theme of today's episode is obviously celebrating love, acceptance, individuality, inclusion. That's why I'm so excited to have Macy's as a sponsor of RealPod because this Pride Month, Macy's is celebrating all of those things because they are the Trevor Project's national pride partner for the fourth year. Macy's has raised over $3.4 million to help more than 53,000 LGBTQ young people in crisis. So you can actually help Macy's continue their impact by rounding up your purchase in store or donating online this month to support suicide prevention services for LGBTQ youth. How awesome is that? When you're shopping at Macy's, like we always do, because Macy's literally has everything, you can round up on your purchase and be donating to such an important cause. You can also shop LGBTQ owned brands and pride merch from brands like Levi's, Calvin Klein, Coach, and more at Macy's.com slash purpose. So to learn more and to shop, head to Macy's.com slash purpose, P-U-R-P-O-S-E to join Macy's this Pride Month as they celebrate love, acceptance, individuality, and inclusion. I know I will. Going to be getting my final accessories and pieces for summer. Also have to get my dad a Father's Day gift coming up real quick. And I love that Macy's truly has it all. So shop Macy's, join Macy's, and be part of the impact at macy's.com slash purpose. That's macy's.com slash purpose. It's so cool that now you have like this love you are searching for. And I was just looking up the timeline. 
because people still really, I mean, you have your own business now, mm-hmm. you do scrubbing in. I mean, you've built so much for yourself and still Bachelor Nation is always like going to be a thing. But that was almost like six years-ish ago now, yes. right? Pretty long. Six years ago. And it's kind of like full circle because, you know, then you're looking for love and then here you found it mm-hmm. in a way that you didn't think you would mm-hmm. in a situation in life. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of girls are like, I need to find my person at 22 and (laughs) blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, like the way that things play out, it's always so interesting. I know. I grew up in the South. So I grew up, you know, very conservative, like get married young, have kids young. I was like, I'll be married with two kids by 25, you know. And then I go on The Bachelor at I think I was 26. I think I was 25 when I went on The Bachelor. Yeah, I think it's just been a journey. And I, I really appreciate people when they message me and they're like, I followed you since the beginning of The Bachelor. And I'm so happy that you found love. Like, I've been rooting for you. Because that's really cool to hear that people have stuck around and cared about my life that much. Right, for right. That long. And they're here for, like, whatever it is. Because they fall in love with who you are. Now, in terms of social media, and we've talked about this on Scrubbing In, and it was kind of one of the first ways I really started to... I was always following your account. But then when you posted that quote that said, I actually have it, so I'll read it for our listeners here. (laughs) It was just so beautifully written. So Becca wrote, I had a moment the other day that, actually, should you read it? It's your words. Okay, (laughs) I will read it as you. I had a moment the other day that really changed my perspective on how I view my physical appearance. I was thinking, no one has ever impacted me by being beautiful or having a perfect body. It might get my initial attention or even be inspiring, but it's never been the reason I remembered them. I'm impacted by people for their kindness, their loyalty, their patience, their generosity, their vulnerability, etc. I've never said, oh, she changed my life because she was pretty and skinny. We spend so much time worrying about the thing that means the least to people. <laughs> I can't believe you wrote that. Are I you honestly a poet can't or believe something? I wrote that. No, but literally, I just went to a different place reading your, like, your scripture. <laughs> But I'm obsessed with that. And then as I kind of did some more diving, I saw you said once that you didn't care about body image and your appearance and those things until going on The Bachelor Mm -hmm. and being in a public setting and everyone was picking apart every little thing. So what was it like to go from like, yeah, like I'm all right with life to then like, whoa, looking in the mirror. Is Mm -hmm. my hair this? Is my body this? What size am I wearing? It was a weird shift because I had always been very confident in who I was. I was very confident in how I looked and my body. I grew up playing sports. I never struggled with that. And I realize now, especially the more open that people are about these topics, how fortunate I am that I never even struggled with any of those things. But then I go on a show where there are so many eyes. And if they're not rooting for you, for the guy to pick you, they're like, we're just going to attack anything. Mm -hmm. And I remember people like making fun of my teeth being like, yeah, she got her veneers too big. And I'm like, these are my teeth. Like, Really? <laughs> Did not get, these are God-given from my parents. Yeah. But, and just like focusing on things. And I mean, when you watch yourself on screen, you're like, you notice habits that you do when you're speaking or mannerisms you have. And you're like, oh, and then people, other people acknowledge them and make fun of them. And you're like, I never thought that that was something I needed to be aware of. So it just almost in the worst way makes you so aware of yourself and There is something to having other people point out things that you've never noticed yourself Mm -hmm. that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And I know on you and Tanya both talk about therapy and going to therapy. Mm -hmm. Was that something you had been going to your whole life or was it like following your exposure to social media? You realized you want to talk to someone. My therapy journey actually started in 2020. So it's still it's pretty recent. And I was just struggling a lot. It was actually during obviously during the pandemic and during a lot of the protests and just like 
controversy happening like within not just our world, but like my family and social media. And I was like, I just need some help navigating. I'm having a lot of anxiety. I've never dealt with anxiety. And Haley actually has been going to therapy for a long time and is very vocal about it. And she was like, you should just try it. Like never push, like never made me feel like you have to do this, but just kind of encouraged me. And so I started therapy and it's been amazing. Yeah. I love, I'm so pro therapy. (laughs) It's so great to just like search inwards with a professional and be Mm -hmm. like, yeah, why do I act these ways? Why does this still bother you? Why does this trigger me? You know? Totally. Are you open to sharing like a big epiphany you've had about yourself in therapy? I can even share one too. I mean, I've had so many. I, (laughs) I think my whole life I was, I've always just sought to be the good girl. And Mm. I actually think Brene Brown talked about this, about being good and how I always did everything for like a good job or we're proud of you or, you know, I never just did it for my own wants or desires. And I think that was a big thing because now I'm a huge people pleaser and I'm trying to work through that because what I've learned is people pleasing is actually in a way a selfish thing because you're searching for validation from people. Yeah. So you feel like you're pleasing others, but what you're actually doing it for is the approval of somebody else, like being good job, good job. And so I always thought like, I always said it in such a way of like, I'm such a martyr, like I'm I'm a people pleaser, you know? And then when, when it was pointed out that it's actually for selfish intention, which is like to get validation or I'm proud of you or good job, I was like, oh, I'm not doing it for other people. I'm doing it for me. So wow, that is so (laughs) fascinating. And I love hearing that because you literally can go your whole life. I mean, you're saying this is up until like 2020. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh, no, like, I just want everyone to like me. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, why do you want everyone to like me? Yeah. And what does it mean to be good? And like, Mm -hmm. who taught you that? And what happens if you're bad? Mm -hmm. It's like, really going the extra level in these questions. Mm -hmm. So when you were like a young girl, like what what did good mean? Was it like, not sleeping in around dressing a certain way? Like, how did that manifest itself? Yeah. I mean, I think it was just, I grew up pretty like Christian going to church. I went to a Christian school and I had a purity ring. I went on the bachelor's. Of, that was basically my storyline was that I was a virgin. And it was all about how everything good as far as like what represents good in that environment. You know, it was right. getting good grades, excelling in sports, not, you know, going to Bible study, leading Bible study, wearing a purity ring, you know, and those were all things that ultimately were my choice, but for who? Right. So were you raised like in those communities to think like anyone in the LGBT community, what that that was a sin? Yeah. I have a lot of grace for people when they are like, I've gotten certain messages that are people from like a Christian background, Christian faith. And I immediately, my initial reaction is to become defensive. And I'm like, but I always imagine when you become defensive, it means that you feel like you're doing something wrong. And so I've in turn been like, why I think these people in their heart feel like they're coming from a good place because I used to be one of those people who would be like, you know, love this, hate the sin, love the sinner, like that mentality of like, it comes across so off, like it's off-putting, but in my mind, I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. And so I have a lot of grace for people who come. If they're if they're not like a troll, you know, mm-hmm. I'm able to go, you know, I've had a different experience. I used to think that way and I don't think that way anymore. But I don't think everyone, a lot of people say like everyone's hateful, you know, people are so negative. There's always backlash. And I do think that's the case. But I think a lot of people just are 
doing what they think they're supposed to be doing. Right. But what's interesting nowadays is people trying to get everyone else to then agree with what they think or feel. Like the fact that they have to message you and say, no, you have to do like it the way that I do it. You know, I think we as a society have shifted to this place of like, it's my way or the highway, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like, I don't know everyone's full story. I don't know like why they think the way that they do. And I don't need them to think the way that I do. Right. I've also realized that too. And I'm I'm so appreciative of people who can message me and we can have just like respectful dialogue. And even if the conversation ends and it's like, I disagree, I disagree. It's so nice to have like a conversation and dialogue as opposed to it feeling like an attack and then getting defensive and this right. like unhealthy thing. But I'm with you. I think there's a lot of like, this is what I believe is right. So I need everyone else to believe the exact same way. And I used to be that way. So I'm I'm very aware of myself now in that regard. (laughs) So it sounds like you are very, you know, receptive to just your fans and people that message you Mm -hmm. and the comments. How do you like maintain positive mental health and set boundaries and not always be like seeking validation from others? I mean, I was just on my bachelorette trip. I made a funny video where we gave everyone like kind of a really raunchy tagline. And Uh my one friend's was, is the groom's hall pass as a joke. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw it. it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Oh, not until like literally 2000 people told me that we're going to get divorced and it's, I shouldn't joke about this. I, crazy. I know. And I literally had to, like I had a mild anxiety doing my makeup and an old version of me would have deleted the video. Like mm-hmm. they don't know it. Like I should delete it because yeah. they don't get it. And like this new version of me, which I'm working on in therapy is like, Similarly, not needing everyone to agree with Mm -hmm. me and everyone to think everything's fine. So I was like, I'm going to leave it. And like, I know what it means Mm -hmm. and that's okay. So, I mean, do you have similar experiences? I get anxiety. Like (laughs) every time I post something, even I I think I talked to you on the podcast on scrubbing in about this. I take edibles. Like I'm by no means am I like, I'm not cool enough to be described as a stoner by any (laughs) means. But, you know, like, Instead, I don't love to drink a lot. So if I want to just relax and chill, I'll take an edible. I get so much anxiety, like at first, not anymore. But when I posted about it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose so many followers. What are they going to think? And people were like, oh, yeah, same, me too. You're always a little bit surprised by how many people actually relate to you. But I used to be the same way. I'd post something. I don't know if it comes with age. I don't know if it's therapy. But now it's kind of like, all right, we're different. But it is weird when it's like a lot of people and they they feel so entitled to know you. Like as if they know you and Max's relationship. Like, oh, if y'all have a hall pass, then you're done for. It's funny that you said how you and Haley were keeping it like your special little thing because I've pondered doing like a separate couples podcast with Max. And like, it'd be fun to do like couples advice, whatever. And then I was like, do I really want to expose every single car? No, I'm like, he's like the best thing in my life. The last thing I want to do is like, you know, so we wrote down like our maybe t- what our 10 best episodes would be and we'll have them on RealPod. But do him and I every week need to be opening up? Yeah. And then because then you get in the content mind of I, I could see myself doing a post of like comment blank if you think Max should be taking out the trash. And it starts as funny until Susie on the street is like, <laughs> I can't believe Max and you blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you don't know us. It's it's wild. I also think this when I see people who have kids on Instagram because like the mom shaming is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, I don't if I ever have kids, I don't know if I'll even expo- like put them on social media. Right. Because it's so overwhelming to me to have people judging something that important and tender mm-hmm. would be so challenging. So I'm the same way. I even I remember Tanya asking about, you know, if Haley and I ever went public and I'm like, 
I don't want everyone to just have an opinion. It's so easy to get caught up in like giving the people what they want. Right. Because they always want more. Right. And you're always like, what can we give them? What's funny? We have such funny relationships and then you and be, dynamics. You, you slowly start to like, without knowing, like exploit yourself and yeah. your own thoughts and feelings. Speaking of Tanya and friendships, uh-huh. I feel like you have some incredible friends around you. I honestly... I don't know how it happened, but I have the most incredible people around me. And I think that was a huge part of when I felt ready to be public with Haley. I was like, everyone can have a negative reaction. I have the most supportive, loving, loyal people around me. I feel like I have, I posted that video with Tanya and the song was Army by Ellie Golding, and she wrote it about her best friend. And I so I feel like I have that army. Like I feel like I have been able to walk with like the strongest people behind me who have my back no matter what. And I think what I've realized, especially through our podcast and our Facebook group, is a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. And how fortunate am I to have a group of people that all love me and care about me and will do anything for me. So you're right. A lot of people don't. So if we like kind of dissect how you've you've gotten to that place and I'm I feel like I'm coming off of like a friend high too. I'm also like, wow, I really have these amazing people. Have you always had that? Or it seems like now, like in your adult life, you have Mm -hmm. Tanya, you have Jojo. I mean, all these amazing friends. What's like a common denominator? Like, do you take no bullshit? Do you lead by example? If I'm going to be loyal, I'm going to reach out to you. I mean, like, what's the foundation I think the foundation is like all my friendships, there's an equal amount of effort put into the relationship. It's like we, you know, some of my friends, we talk every day. Some of them, it's like we check in here and there. Some of it's like, like Jojo and I don't live in the same city or state. And we are like, make effort to travel or when she's in town, we see each other. You know, we plan each other's birthdays and we celebrate each other. And I think I was watching your videos and I was like, I saw so much of my friendships in your bachelorette party because it's such a unique feeling you get Mm -hmm. when you have that type of group around you. Yeah. And actually, like, I'll get into this a little bit here, but I have had this narrative my not my whole life, but I think the past like five years where I've been like, I don't have a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. That's just like what I've said. And it's not really true. And I didn't realize it wasn't true. I just saw this idea of friendship Mm was, oh, you have like eight to 10 girls around you all the time. You live in the same city. You all go out on Friday night. You all do the same thing. And I've never had that. And so I guess I would like, oh, I don't have friends because I don't have like the numbers right Mm -hmm. here right now. But I do have people that I have throughout my life met and like built relationships Mm -hmm. with and stayed in touch with and really cared about. And no, we're not all together on my birthday in Los Angeles, like coincidentally. (laughs) But when it's my wedding and it's time for me to like, you know, for them to rally for me and Mm -hmm. vice versa, like they're there. And I'm like, you're the best humans. It's like, I do have all these friends. We're just not all in the same place. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I had that epiphany recently, you know? And that's the thing. I mean, as you get older, everyone starts kind of having their own things going on. People, all my friends, like a few years ago, none of us were in relationships. Now we're all in relationships. And it's like navigating that time to spend together and also understanding sometimes it's nice to just be with the person you love and be at home on a Friday night, you know, and life changes and you adjust and you hope that the people around you, but my friends are just, I mean, every year I go somewhere like on a trip for my birthday. I don't like a ton of like a 
I realized recently specifically, I don't like a ton of direct attention on me. Like birthdays are not something like I'm not like, let's celebrate all month. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's go on a trip so that everyone gets an experience. Right. And it's not like all on me and all of my friends almost every year, everyone's there and shows up no matter where we go. And I'm like, this is really cool. And I hope this happens for the rest of my life. <laughs> and are you equally close with your family? Yeah, so um, I'm really close with my family. I grew up super close. I'm one of five kids. And my younger sisters live, they lived with me out here for a minute. And we're like the best of friends. But I'm 10 years older than my youngest sister. So so during that time, I definitely felt like a mom. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, where are y'all going? Mm-hmm. What time are you getting back? Give me your location. So, yeah. Okay, it's so hard to choose, but my favorite part of this conversation so far is when Becca explained what she realized in therapy that her whole life, you know, she had been focusing on being good versus bad, and that it took really sitting down and talking with someone to recognize that pattern and like what it was creating for her in her life today. That is why I love therapy. When you talk to someone, you're able to step outside yourself and better understand your behaviors. And that is why I am thrilled that BetterHelp is a sponsor of RealPod and that if you are listening to this right now and you go to betterhelp.com slash RealPod, you will get 10% off your first month. Now look, what is BetterHelp? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So literally, if you head to betterhelp.com slash realpod right now, not only will you get 10% off, but within the next 48 hours, you will be matched with someone and you can start talking. Whether it's about burnout, it's about stress, you're not taking enough time for yourself. Maybe it's lack of motivation, irritability, fatigue, family issues, you know, depression, anxiety. Those are the reasons I went to therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that can help you. So thanks BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast and be sure to head to BetterHelp, betterhelp.com slash realpod. That's betterhelp.com slash realpod today to get 10% off your first month. Recently, you've, you know, let the world into your relationship when you were kind of, you know, having this conversation with your sisters and your family. Was that hard? Well, my sisters were living with me at the time. They were actually fans of Haley's. Like, they knew her music and stuff. I wasn't really familiar with Haley and her career. And so they were just like, what is going on? Like, this is so funny. Like, they thought it was hilarious. So they were like, And then they're like, oh, wait, it's real. She's in love. (laughs) They're like, wait, what? You're going to visit her on tour? (laughs) Yeah. That is so cool, too. It's like you're dating like a rock star. I have to ask because, oh, I'm a diehard Taylor Swift fan. Did you oh. know that? I know I saw I didn't you, know that. I saw you're you. a big fan too. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I know Haley's performance. Is she really nice? Is she nice? Is she everything? Yeah, I got to meet her. Haley performed with her. Like she came out and performed a song with her at her Boston show in 2018. And I got to meet her after the show. And she's just so cool. Like you just would never know that she's the biggest pop star in the world. Like she's wow. just so cool. And she's like personable. And I'm so geeking right now. <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing to hear. Um, I just, I will be a fan for life. I think she's incredible. Oh my God. And I've been a fan way before mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. I, I, I've only heard great things about her too. I met yeah. her once too. I can barely remember it. I like totally blacked out and my butt cheeks were shaking. Like literally like I was on like a fi- some sort of vibrator because I was so nervous. Speaking of though, like not having an ego and her being a big pop star in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously like you're in the loop of like, it people in LA just given like Bachelor Nation, the slur. I mean, anything you guys do, like e news picks it up, whatever. I mean, 
how have you and people on the outside will say like, oh, it's all toxic people. It's all this. It's all that. Mm -hmm. What do you make of it? And how do you like stay sane in an industry where, yeah, every other person is like social climbing? I think most of the time and I've been on like so many influencer trips and like had different experiences and gone to so many events where I'm meeting different people. And I have had very few experiences where people haven't been nice. And granted, I think when you're an equal, if people see you as an equal, of course, they're going to be nice. And it's like, what can you do for me? You know, I just have never had that. Like, it gives me a little bit of the ick when mm-hmm. when I see that happening a little bit, you know. And so I actually was telling I was having this conversation with Haley the other night because we went to an event and she was like, I'm just and, you know, there's so many people here and I, I don't want to go up and interrupt them. Or what if they're, you know, cold or not warm? And I'm like, these things you you just leave your ego at the door, because in my mind, I'm thinking if I go up to somebody and I introduce myself, even if they don't know who I am, if I'm nice if somehow they see me again or remember remember my name or meeting me, they'll remember that I was nice. And they'll remember the conversation like, oh, she came up and said, hey, if they're me, if they're rude, I remember. And I'm a Scorpio, so I really <laughs> remember. <laughs> but in all seriousness, like, I, I think it's just about like, everyone's kind of the same yeah. in my mind. No one's cooler than anyone else. I'm like, I mean, unless I'm in a room with Jennifer Aniston and Chris Hemsworth and... Harry Styles. Yeah, I'll be very intimidated. But in my world, I'm like, I think it's way cooler. People are just nice. And like, everyone goes to these events and feels a little awkward and out of place. So why not be the person that goes up and says like, hey, how are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm Becca. Nice to meet you. And at least give them someone to talk to while we're all standing in a corner Right. Feeling anxious. It reminds me, speaking of your videos that you like to make with the lyrics, you know the song Beautiful People by Ed Sheeran? Oh, yeah. I love that song. Yeah. I, the lyrics of that song are so deep. Yeah. They were- <laughs> when he's like, like, just, you know, everyone and it's not like in the world of beautiful people and we're going to have to, you know, act a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm like me relating my one influencer event to Ed Sheeran's life. But honestly, you go up to these things and it's like everyone seems so cool. And then Mm -hmm. you don't want to introduce yourself and seem awkward. And I think you can even for people who aren't content creators at high school or in middle school, when you meet new friends or you join a sports team in college and it's like, I don't want to come on too strong. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to think I'm this way. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are just afraid to be themselves. Yeah, because there's this standard of cool, but I don't know what that is because like the when someone's rude, they're automatically not cool to me. So as soon as I, if I were to approach someone that I really respected and they were like cold or not nice, mm-hmm. I'm immediately like, I'm not a fan anymore, you know? So right. I, I always just think like, no one's so cool that they can't be nice. <laughs> okay, agree. Follow-up question. Okay. Something I've been trying to work on is, and maybe you relate to this, I didn't grow up thinking I had to be good, but I did definitely grow up thinking I had to be, hi, how are you? Oh my gosh, yes. Like, my mom is that way. I'm that way. Like, when I meet someone new, I feel like I have to overly be kind and bubbly. Uh-huh. And it almost does feel like a switch on. And mm-hmm. it's not fake, but it's not genuinely the energy I might have in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so like my therapist and I are working on like being radically genuine, mm-hmm. which might be like, hi, how's your day going? And that's really hard for me yeah. to not be like, oh my gosh, hi, how is your day going? You look great. <laughs> like, I feel like if I say, hey, how's it going? I'm like, I'm a bitch. Like, because I have it ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. I got to be more bubbly. Do you feel that way at all? And 
1000%. I'm sitting here going, do I need to work on that with my therapist? Like, no. I'm very much like, I want everyone to walk away from me feeling like that was a conversation that made me feel good today. So that's so much pressure. Every comment, right? Yeah. But it's like, if I have the energy for it, if someone's having, if I'm having a, if I'm fine, like maybe I'm not at my best, but I'm not at my worst and someone's having a shitty day and I can be like, maybe my conversation could, you know, maybe I can compliment them or, yeah. or give them a space to talk, you know? Right. And then they walk away being like, that turned my day around. Yeah. Sure. It's a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. but if I have it in me, why not? Yes. And when you said it could turn their day around, it reminded me of one time my mentor in college, you know, said to me, enthusiasm and positivity, like you can change the trajectory of someone's life with just a good conversation. And it's so true. I think where maybe it mine stems from a little bit more is like, I don't know, like when I'm trying to get a new uh, CP accountant, like Uh for my taxes. And it's like, I don't have to be on the phone with a 50 year old man being like, hi, I'm looking for (laughs) Like I can just be like, hi, like I'm looking for, I can speak to you like a man would speak to you. So I'm trying to find the fine line of like, what's actually my genuine positivity and kindness. And then what's me feeling like this is the role I have to play as a woman. That is so important because I was about to say, I bought a house last year. And at first, like, I wish I had recordings Congrats. of like my, thank you, of my first conversations with like my loan officer, my agent by the end versus because there was such a shift where I was like, no, like, I'm, right. get it done. Like all of a sudden I was like a boss and I, yeah. I, in my mind, I probably was, I was probably still like, thank you so much. <laughs> in my mind, I had shifted, but there was that, like, I need to be so nice so that they like me who cares if they like me? Right. You know, and it would be conversations about, you know, and then, you know, it'd be a man being like, I love your accent. And I'm like, that's not the time. Right. You know, like, why? Would you ever tell a man you love his accent on the phone? No. Same accent? No, you would not. So, um, he's calling you darling. You're like, no, I was like, no one calls me (laughs) darling. But yeah, I think that's a really important fine line of like what you said versus like what you're expected as a woman. Mm hmm. That's really interesting. Well, therapy topic next week. Thank you. Yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> I have to, I'm still working on it. So what else with your podcast with Tanya mm-hmm. and then also as a social media influencer, I mean, do you identify with like, would you say that is what content creator? Yes, I still, even though an influencer has become so much more like people. Mainstream. Yeah, people know what it is now. I still struggle when people are like, what do you do for work? I'm like, I'm in marketing. <laughs> and they're like, for what company? You're like, Becca Tilly. Yeah. A lot of companies. <laughs> Myself. Yeah. No, but I feel the same way. I mean, we have pretty much the same career. I mean, yeah. with different nuances of like things we do. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like there's brand deals and it's it's a crazy world. So yeah. how have you had your wheels at turn to become this businesswoman and think about how you can save for a house. And like, Mm -hmm. I mean, our career is not very consistent. Right. You don't know what you're going to make each year. So have you always had an entrepreneurial edge to you? Was it something you had to learn? (laughs) No, I am like the least entrepreneurial, natural personality ever. I, I am so, I really struggle because being my own boss and it being in on my timeline and how I do things is really hard for me. I'm not self-motivated. I do what I have to do because I know I have to do it. And a lot of times, I mean, I struggle sometimes with social media because a lot of it's trends. It's not like getting to be creative as much as it is like 
feeling like you have to follow trends for it to go viral. And I've kind of struggled with that because it's made me feel like I don't, I'm like, it's not as fun as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just now getting back into that mindset of make it what you want, post what you want. If it goes viral, great. If it doesn't, who cares? You know, it's true. It's like I find myself scrolling to learn the trend to then mimic it. Yeah. As opposed to just what do I want to make? I know. And I was I was scrolling today trying to find a song and it was the same song over and over and over again. And I was like, I don't want to use the song. Is this the only song that's going to go viral? Right. So, yeah, I I really struggle sometimes with self-motivating and I love to travel. Sometimes I just want to go and like travel. I don't want to do anything. And I'm like, I'm really fortunate that this is a career and what I get to do and try to make the most of it and like take it all in and take advantage of the opportunities that I have because who knows how long it'll last. I know. I think about that all the time. <laughs> Speaking of like what's next and, and what what's on tap, we mentioned in the very beginning, you know, this plan of marry someone, have kids. Yeah. I mean, have you really shifted from a timeline and you're kind of like much more of a free spirit now in your relationship? Oh, 1000%. I am not a planner at all. Like Tanya and I are so opposite where she is like, I planned this, this and this. And I'm like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and it, you know, and Haley's the same way. She's a planner and it it drives a lot of people close to me crazy because I can, I, and I can plan something last minute, like no other, like you would have no idea that I did it the day before. I just may have to spend a lot of money to get it done, but <laughs> I can get it done. And so, yeah, my plans of what I thought I would have and what it, my life would look like have totally shifted. And it's like, we don't know what's going to happen in the next 30 minutes. It's like, why spend so much time trying to make sure everything looks perfect? Tell me more. I like need more of that energy in my life. So like, what about when you have things where people are like, you're going to need to do this by this time. And what are you going to get this in? I mean, how, what's the balance? And like, what would your advice be to people like me and people listening who are like, I can't help but plan every single thing I do. I mean, I don't know. I think it's just brains that are wired differently, you know, like I wish I had a little more of that because I think I'd be more productive. I'm sure brands, there would be people who probably have a better experience with me because I'm on top of it. But then on the flip side, I know Tanya is always like, how are you so chill? Like, how are you just so relaxed? And I think there's just a balance of being able to go. I don't like we really don't have so much control. Like we don't have as much control as we think we do in terms of life because we're trusting the universe and God and other people while we're living our lives. And it's like, why over plan and stress ourselves out and try to make everything happen the way we want when we really don't have that much control over it? Mm -hmm. It reminds me of this like little tray I bought once when I was feeling like the main (laughs) character. Hobby Lobby. (laughs) It says, says, always believe that something wonderful is about to happen. I love that. And you can't believe that if you think you know exactly what's happening next. You really can't. And sometimes what you think, what you consider wonderful to happen, which for me was falling in love with a wonderful man, (laughs) totally can shift in one night you know, where you meet someone and it changes everything. And I think if you go through life, not, I had no, I, to be honest, in that time of my life, I was, had no interest in dating. And in fact, I was wearing a shirt that said no time for romance when I met Haley. <laughs> I saw that. She posted that. Yeah. It's so funny. And I was just living my life, doing my own thing. And I think sometimes the best things happen when you're the famous quote, when you're least expecting it. I know. It's like when you're not looking for it, 
Oh, and that made me another quote. When It's like if you're trying to catch a butterfly, you never will. But if you sit there and do nothing, it'll land on you. Oh, yeah, it's true. Did you tell Tanya that? She would love no. that. You know, she's she like obsessed that? with butterflies. Really? Yeah. Oh, I should text it to her. <laughs> well, I heard you talking about the caterpillar into the butterfly on scrubbing oh. in. Did you watch the I posted that video. I think I did see it. It was so sweet. It's so cute. And like, it's so simple, but so impactful. For the anyone who doesn't know what we're saying, will you tell them? So it's this little illustration I found. I wish I had it pulled up so I could give the artist credit. But it's this little illustration drawing of a two caterpillars and a butterfly. And the caterpillars are like, you've changed. You're not like us anymore. And the butterfly's like, yeah, I'm me. And they're like, it's wrong. And the butterfly, it shows the butterfly like, hugging the caterpillar. And the butterfly's like, in your own way, thanks for caring. And then it flies off. I found it so sweet because in that moment, I was thinking if people are going to have a negative reaction, what if I looked at it in a way of, in your own way, thanks for caring and didn't hold bitterness or resentment against them and just said like, thank you for caring, but I got to, I got to go. I got <laughs> things to do that are, you know, I'm me now. And I just was like so moved by it. I thought it was the cutest little, it was so simple yet so deep. It really is. I love that. And it's true. Like we don't know what we can become next if we really like dive in and allow ourselves to grow. And it is scary because you don't know what's going to be left behind or what lies ahead. Mm -hmm. But I mean, life, life will take you places and you have to lean in and it can, it can lead you somewhere beautiful. And I feel like right now, I mean, you're so happy and joyous Mm -hmm. and like, are like the example of that. Thank you. I think, I think if you plan things, it can be beautiful. And I think there's a lot of beauty in just going with the flow. Totally. Mm -hmm. Well, Becca, thank you for coming on RealPod. I loved our whole conversation (laughs) and going everywhere and I'm wishing you the best and let's go get drinks. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.